Today is Wednesday, February 28th. We are your hosts, Foster and Steven. And uh, we've got another exciting episode because this one is the first episode of the 2024 season. The first not preseason episode. Yes. Yes. Which yeah. is so exciting. I feel like haven't we've done three or four. We've done three preseason episodes. Oh, nice. That's this pretty is good. our first. I mean, technically, you could argue that the race hasn't, you know, Gun, so like, yeah, but, no, but this is a preview. Everyone that will be watching this the day it's posted, it will be Thursday. That's the first day of practice mm-hmm. in Bahrain. Um, so we're going to be talking about a little bit about our content schedule for the entire season, mm-hmm. so you guys know what to look for as far as basement breaks is concerned. Um, and then we're going to be doing a reoccurring segment called Track Facts, where you're going to learn a little bit about the track. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've got some quiz questions. Um, yeah. Other than that, we'll do some predictions and get into some fantasy stuff. So oh, that's yeah. all things to look forward to in this episode. But to uh, get started. How was, your week? Um, How was your week leading up to this? There's a lot of hype built around this. Yes. I, uh, I will say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm obviously very excited, but I didn't really get like super excited until I just watched the weekend warm up. Oh yeah, that kind of got me like really in the zone yeah. watching F1 TV, yep. seeing Will Buxton and the squad <laughs> talking about different stuff, and just seeing cars and interviews and stuff. That's oh, yeah. like now it feels like it's here now. Oh yeah, so. I agree one hundred percent. Nice. You know, testing was was really fun to to experience. You know, the highlights and stuff. Yeah. Um, working full time, it, it's difficult to even keep up with that stuff for sure. But leading up to this week. Um, you know, being Wednesday, it's actually been a tough week for me overall. Yeah. Just work like outside of this podcast, but just work wise. Yeah. Um, just a little overwhelmed. But mm-hmm. uh, I had a moment today. I was getting this breakfast sandwich um, during my break time. And I was just kind of having a bad day. I worked pretty late yesterday and, and a, a long time, a lot of extra hours yesterday just to get stuff done. And this this guy, I don't know if he could like sense me just having a bad day, mm-hmm. but uh, for context, it was Burger King where I got the breakfast sandwich. Um, <laughs> An American fast food staple. Oh yes, oh yes. There's, it's right next to my job, so it's it's very convenient and a little too convenient at times, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, he 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 looked at me. He goes, "Do you want a crown like from Burger King?" And I was like, "Ah." No, no, no. And I was like, caught I off a, guard. Why would I want a crown? I'm yeah. a grown man. Yeah, but then he turned around, and then I kind of second-guessed myself, and now I have a crown. You got a crown. I got a crown. Nice. Yeah, so you I guess maybe... The, the, you are the Burger King. I am the Burger King. <laughs> and what I was thinking, and I haven't told you this, but oh. whoever wins weekly on Fantasy can get the crown. Oh. Yeah. Not for the whole podcast, because I feel yeah. like it'd be a little annoying Just to, to wear like this. when we announce it. Like, it'll sit on the table, and then... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, no, yeah. that's... I can see that. I might that's have to... A, block the like where it's from yeah <laughs> well we can cross that bridge at another time or we get sponsored one or the other <laughs> i don't know i think if they sponsor me i put a, i might put on a little too much weight unfortunately oh that's true not yeah. to knock anyone who does enjoy burger king because obviously i went there today so yeah they don't i don't think they have salad options do they i don't know I never, other fast foods in america do have salad options yeah 
but I don't think Burger King does. Uh, uh, burger into, salad? They're into burgers. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's thing. their staple. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about how, how my week's been going leading up to this. So I'm pretty excited for this weekend. You know, we oh, yeah. have a Saturday race. Yep. Um, that's pretty exciting. But I guess we should probably explain about our structure of how we're going to approach this season, um, which I guess is going to be pretty parallel to how we did it last season yeah last so like the only real difference is that last season we didn't start at the beginning oh yes um so now we've really had a lot of time to formulate our ideas and plan how we're going to tackle the 2024 season Mm -hmm. um so do you want to explain it do you want me to no i can i can get into it okay um so yeah when when we first started we started with with previews um for races and uh we're going to continue to do uh previews for races um, generally on Fridays, uh, this is an edge case, obviously, yeah. because this race is on Saturday. So this podcast will actually be live Thursday, February 29th. Um, and if you're listening on February 29th, happy leap year extra day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're going to be doing our previews generally released on Fridays, and then we're going to do our reviews released on Monday mornings. Um, so, um, any other non-podcast content to look forward to? Um, that we that you that um, that we have planned. Um, so we have a secret project. Do you want to talk about the secret project, or do you want to keep it secret? Um, I don't know. It's more you're you're more the spearheading that project. That's, I'm spearheading a different project. It's that's not. Fair. It's less of a project, but yours is like a quality upgrade. This could be yeah. featured content throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, so so you know, if you want to, then I think it's fine too. Yeah, I'll get into it. I feel okay. like we don't have enough. Uh, viewers yeah. where it's going to be like, oh my yeah. gosh, oh, spoil this announcement. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> or, or listeners, if, if you're an audio listener as well. Yep. Um, so I am, and you, so, okay, I'm going to back the truck up a little bit. Yeah. A long time ago, you got a wheel. Yes. What was, I have early a college <clears throat> or, or high school? Uh, I got the Logitech G920 setup mm-hmm. with just the wheel pedal and then H pattern shifter. The wheel also has integrated paddle shifters that are like clicky mm-hmm. um but i probably got it i think i got it when forza motorsport 7 came out okay for the xbox one so i want to say it was like 2014 probably oh wow yeah that's been a while yeah so um to build off of um what we had last year yep. we decided to set up kind of a, a pretty rough sim we, setup if you will we used what we had and we made a decent sim setup using the logitech system uh in order to you know really get back into it there was a while of dead time since 2014 that i wasn't using it Mm -hmm. um and also at the time i was like not really even into motorsports it was more just like car games and like arcade style games uh, like forza horizon and those kind of things um but yeah we sort of just like got a couple of things that we had like lying around we used an old office like racing style office chair and took the base off to turn that into a chair um we made a little bit of sim content um that you might have seen before um yeah, but it's were encouraging for sure yeah um but there was one comment that was made that kind of stuck with me <laughs> yeah and it was it was the difference of pedals so yeah from having personally zero sim anything right i didn't yeah. have a logitech wheel i had a, a base wheel when i was a child but yeah. that was for like playstation 2 and that was for like yeah. a midnight club la yeah. dub edition 2 or something you like weren't that. getting very much like feedback from that kind of style yeah. it was more just like replacing the stick on your controller with a big wheel exactly like that was very adding some vibrations to give it yeah. a little effect yeah um 
so the idea we had was, you know, obviously getting into this Formula One podcast, we are getting into motorsports at a very quick rate as well, I would say. Um, so in order to develop skills, further our knowledge, but also share it with, you know, any prospective future viewers, um, we we kind of both realized we should probably get a sim rig or at least an entry-level sim rig to, to develop actual driving skills that we can talk about further in the podcast, you know, in, 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 in future episodes, years to come, what have you. Um, so we've been looking at um, a, a Moza wheel. Uh, was it the R? Um, we're stuck between the R9 and 12-ish mm-hmm. range. Yep. Um, it's a 9 newton meter or 12 newton meter direct drive. That's the big, that's the big step up with all of the tech not being more general instead of specific like tech mm-hmm. upgrades is the Logitech wheel. Now Logitech does offer now this new, more expensive option, but the current wheel that we have is belt driven and the big step up as far as, you know, force feedback goes is direct drive, mm-hmm. which is essentially just a motor that your wheel is attached to. Mm-hmm. And it's has a certain level of Newton meters of force that it's able to give you that feedback as far as like when you run over curbs, when you leave the track, when you lose traction, like all of those things. Um, so that's kind of the, in general, as far as SIM is concerned, if you see direct drive, that's kind of the big jump up as far as like quality. And it then kind of turns in from less of a toy, not to talk down on what we have, yeah. but it's more of a toy like video game system yep. to more of a simulator that actually has like, raw physics and feedback that you can then you know have and take that feedback and then improve with the different things that you're doing so that's kind of like the general gist of sim in general and that's kind of the point that we're going from the entry-level system that we have now Mm -hmm. into like the entry-level direct drive simulator system yeah yeah so yeah, so so that's our secret, not so secret anymore project that'll be hopefully in the in the coming weeks. Um you'll yeah. you'll see stuff about that or, or content um if you're following along. Um and if you like it, feel free to, you know, check out some of the other stuff uh that we're doing. Um we also have a planned trip to Montreal. We do. Which is <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think you should we should announce that that planned word is very light right now yes. as we don't have it planned yeah. other than that we're going and we kind of know how we're going to get there yes. and how long we're going to be there yes. and what days. Yes. But uh, And like friends that want to also join us. Yeah. But other than that, there's nothing set in stone Plan. right now. Planned. Yeah, planned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to record essentially our, you know, experience traveling to an F1 Grand Prix weekend mm-hmm. and then also just sort of share, especially as our, it's going to be both of our first times, yeah. like what we think, what our expectations are going in Mm -hmm. you know what especially like reviewing it after we'll probably do a whole podcast like just on (laughs) like our experience like reviewing everything oh yeah um but yeah so that's uh something else to look forward to yeah later in the year it's going to be in june yes a couple months from now yeah that's exciting that's crazy to think about too that's coming that quickly yeah Yeah. like it's it's the season is upon us now which like it felt slow but then fast at the same time but We're in it now. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the, some of the stuff we have planned. Um, if you're listening or if you're watching and you think that there's anything else that we could possibly get into, um, yeah, feel free to suggest or comment ideas. Um, we're really open to a lot of this stuff right now and really just trying to, 
kind of get under ourselves with with what we're doing here but we're enjoying it and i think that's the biggest part of it yeah um so So yeah let us know uh if you have any ideas or different things you want to see or potentially have us create as content so yeah just let us know yeah yeah moving into our next segment which is a foster special so i am responsible for track facts presented by basement breaks Mm mm-hmm in the future, you'll see a really cool animation, and in the future after that, maybe there'll be a sponsor for the segment. Yeah, that's where it's true. presented by, you know, a company or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and we'll tie it in. Anyway, that's, you know, looking down the line. Yeah. Anyway, track facts. I said it a little bit earlier at the intro, but uh, track facts is essentially just a little segment where I run through some facts about the track of the Grand Prix weekend that we are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we only started at Suzuka, so it was like halfway through maybe. Um, so this is all still new track facts to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once we get rollover, it's going to be a year separated. So there's going to be lots of new information and things. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's jump into the Bahrain international circuit track facts. All right. So first fact the uh, inaugural race at Bahrain was held in 2004, so this year is the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which is uh, pretty cool. Um, two decades. Two decades. It's a long time, actually. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> what age were we in 2004? I don't know, but I'm also thinking about eight. the fact that I you was... were seven. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you were watching NASCAR. <laughs> I was watching NASCAR at that time. Yeah, yeah, I was. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so the Bahrain International Circuit has a 5.4-kilometer lap length, uh, which for the Americans is 3.36 miles. Thank you, because I wasn't sure. Yes. Um, what is a kilometer? Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> uh, so, based on the Formula One formula on calculating the number of laps per circuit, uh, we're going to have 57 laps, and on each one of those laps is... 15 turns and three DRS zones. Oh, there's three. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know that from the yeah. game. Yeah. Actually, this is one of the first ones that all of the content I've been watching on since we played a bunch of F1 yeah. 23. Oh, yeah. You probably Bahrain. know the track in and out. I know the track like the back of my hand. Oh, now. yeah. That's so cool. And like I didn't really even realize it. And same thing with like, especially recently watching uh, Red Bull Ring clips. Mm-hmm. Like I've done so many laps on that track now yeah. that i like know every part of it oh, yeah. and like the different quirks of each turn yeah. anyway um so the uh we got the laps we got the turns the pole position on this track sits on the left hand side of the two lanes mm-hmm. and that's because the first turn is a right-hander mm. so pole position is on the left side um a drag race from the start oh yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see um Anyway, the uh, all-time lap record during a Grand Prix, so not qualifying or free practice or anything, of all time is held by Pedro de la Rosa in 2005, and he got a 131.447. Wow. So, That's pretty good. Yeah, as far as like race pace goes. Yeah. But then the fastest lap achieved was, we're going to turn this into a little quiz potential, the fastest lap ever achieved on the track outside of just the Grand Prix was in 2020. Who do you think got it? Lewis. Yep. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton 
qualifying Q3 got a 127.264, Ooh. which is <laughs> a bit quicker than that. Over four seconds faster yeah. than the fastest Grand Prix lap time ever. Gotcha. Um, yeah. He was flying that race. That's interesting. I almost feel, or qualifying. Yeah. yeah, but that's like strange. Like I wonder what qualifying pace would have been in two thousand five. Interested to go back and look at that after this. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, like what I wonder what Pedro de la Rosa qualified at. Yeah, to compare it to exactly. Lewis Hamilton's. Yeah, yeah or difference um, in cars, I guess. Yeah, it's obviously a different era, but yeah, um, yeah it'd be cool to see. Mm-hmm. I also don't know much about that guy. Um. But that's that, fair. That's yeah. Yeah, we were I like children then. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, the uh, last you know track facts section. Um, I figured that we would focus on um, history. So we're gonna look at the first year podium. Well, the first year that the race was hold, held. We're gonna look at the pole position from qualifying, and then the podium. Okay. And then we're going to look at last year's pole position and podium okay and we're going to do that for every track okay so then you know even as we go through the years it's going to keep evolving and stuff cool. sounds good um but so the first year it was held 2004 pole position was attained by fernando alonso no michael schumacher yes yeah. okay <laughs> That you didn't. There is there is a couple of really good Sorry. options, and you picked two really good ones. So yes, Michael Schumacher got pole position in two thousand four with a one thirty one three nine, which is faster than the two thousand five Grand Prix lap that was during the race. So yeah, you know, not really comparable. But and then for the Sunday race, we saw um, a podium with uh, Michael Schumacher in first. You want to guess number two? Fernando Alonso. No, he was not on the podium. This is 2004? 2004, correct. This is before Kimi Raikkonen, I believe. Yes, oh, he, yeah, definitely. And, and this is kind of good because you are you know more about this era yeah. than I do. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's also not really like, you don't, it's not a quiz that you have to get right. Jensen just, Button. He got third. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. which I thought was really cool because okay. I was like, oh, I know that guy. So who would have gotten <laughs> second? Is it someone that like we talk about often? It's someone that David Coulthard is very expected if you know who's on the grid and what teams are on I'm the grid. I'm trying to like put myself in some 2004 shoes here. Um, Keep in mind, well, no, I won't give you any hints yet. Oh, geez, this is tough. If um, you need a hint, let me know. Uh, is it a Ferrari? Yes. Rubens Barrichello? Yep. Oh, nice. Perfect. <laughs> I was going to essentially say like, you know, there's two drivers on every team. No, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, um, I was and Ferrari curious. was like, you know, One, killing it yeah. at that time. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um, huh. Yeah, I so guess Michael Rubens, Jensen. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yep. Michael right. Schumacher, Barrichello, and then Jensen Button in third. Okay. And then Jensen Button was racing for Bar Honda, which was the British American racing team. Oh, okay, gotcha. B-A-R. Honda, Honda, yeah, B-A-R, B-A-R- Honda yeah. is what they were, you know, known as. Yeah. Um, and I saw on there on the where I was finding the information that they had a six year contract essentially with Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know much about that team. Mm. Um, but That's I thought that cool. was an interesting to see some all all names that I knew mm-hmm. were on the podium that year. So that I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to last year. So last year, twenty twenty three. Do you remember the podium? Max, check out Fernando. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Once I, I, I'll always remember 
watching, thinking back to 2023, that Fernando Alonso got podiums in the first six races. Yeah. And so, like, that kind of, like, sweeps the whole... Yeah. yeah, so I was like, okay, obviously. Like, this one was easy for me to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so those are the uh, track facts and the, you know, finishers and pole position achievers from the first year that the race was held in 2004 and then last year in 2023 so uh that kind of transitions perfectly into our podium predictions so what do we think is going to happen for 2024 Mm, i would say do you want to go like just top three right off the bat sure okay all right um max win yep uh charles Second. Yep. And I have Checo third. Okay. Yeah. So we're the same, except I have Lando third. You have Lando third? Yep. And McLaren? Yep. All right. All right. Very nice. Yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, Red Bull is going to be Red Bull. Max is going to be Max. Yeah. Uh, at least at the start. Um, that Other than that, I think the Ferrari looks mighty fast. I think we both are kind of predicting, uh, without putting words in your mouth, that Leclerc has potential to get pole position here yes. over Max. I think, I I genuinely think Leclerc puts it on pole. Yeah, I, uh, I looking at with everything that and how people are talking about Ferrari right now, mm-hmm. and Leclerc being Leclerc, yeah. and being a master at qualifying. Yeah, he's at least going to be in the top three for sure. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. unless there's something horrible that happens. But you yeah. know, all the comments on that on that Ferrari car. Um, are based around it being more drivable. Yes. Um, and I think that's really exciting. And for a driver, that must be the coolest thing ever because you go from third in the constructors last year, almost second in the constructors. Yeah. You know, you, you were the only team that took a win that wasn't Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and now you're coming in with a more drivable car. I think they mentioned it. They might have sacrificed one lap pace at one point on the F1 broadcast, mm. um, which, you know, I, I don't think that's really a big deal for them because if they're able to, to do long runs, um, which it seems like they were struggling with tire deg last year. Yeah. I'd, I'd be really curious to see, and, and I'm not predicting like a Leclerc win or anything. Obviously I have Max first, but yeah. I'm very interested to see a Ferrari coming out swing or a Ferrari team coming out swinging essentially. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, I, I put him uh second. I think that, yeah, like if I wasn't going to have my podium prediction, yours would be my next one. Um, I just feel like, you know, I'm a Lando fan. That's I'm fair. just throwing out a hot take. Yeah, just going to yeah. be able to outpace Checo. I do remembering back and knowing now what I know that, you know, I think Checo is going to actually be really strong in Bahrain because mm-hmm. I think he's like really good at that track. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a, as if the Red Bull car is as good as it seems like it's going to be, he's probably going to get a podium. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's sort of our, um, podium prediction for this year yeah um yeah no, I, on our last podcast we kind of delved into like who we thought the top five would be overall and the constructors overall yeah so i don't think we really need to get into beyond yeah. podium predictions check out our last episode if you're interested in our 2024 constructors True. early early call you know predictions early deranged yeah if you will deranged calls yeah, that we'll yeah. be reviewing probably at start of silly season or mm-hmm. in silly season see where we're at yeah think call back to what we predicted yeah yeah um, i'll be 100 percent right i'm sure yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> or at least we'll, I mean, we'll the two predictions one of us is going to be more correct than the other person at the very least likely yes yeah yeah we'll see who knows well, who knows maybe max won't win the first race maybe he won't win any this year 
Max, hot take, Max wins zero races this year and loses his seat at Red Bull. (laughs) No one said that. That's true. That's a hot take. That is the first time anyone's predicted that. Oh, no. But um, so real quick, I I have, you know, I've been putting together um, quizzes on on some of these uh, races. Yep. So I'm going to give you a little taste. I have three questions for you on Bahrain. Yep. Um. So I'll just start off here. Um, Run it. Yeah. The first one, and I'll give you four options. Got it. Um, the first question is, which team holds the record for most wins at Bahrain as of 2024? So I'll give you your options here. Yep. But your options are going to be pretty obvious. Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, or McLaren? So you just think about 20 years different eras of domination so this is actually a more difficult question than i thought now that i think about it i'm running through because i i will say i do know more about 2000 and up than i do from 2000 to you know 80 or 75 yeah yeah yeah. um so got a lot of ferrari in the early 2000s then you had seb then you had had lewis You had Lewis and McLaren. You had Fernando on a McLaren for a while. Yeah, and then Mercedes after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But who got the most? Who was the most? Most individual race wins? As a constructor, yes. As a constructor at this track. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Ferrari. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, nice. Let's well go. Done. Well done. Well done. Sweet. All right. Question number two. Got it. Which driver had the fastest lap of the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix? Mm. So, I have Max Verstappen, Mm -hmm. Nico Hulkenberg, George Russell, which I spelled wrong. Two S's, two L's. Yeah, uh, it looked wrong. I learned how to spell every single driver's name when making the intros for the (laughs) (laughs) driver's highlights. Or Joe Guan Yu. Okay. Is either like a really bad trick question or then this is the Grand Prix fastest lap. The Grand Prix. Yep. What was the second option? Uh, Hulkenberg. Third option. George Russell. Okay. George Russell. Okay. I'm stuck between George Russell and Max. Bahrain. So it would have been first race. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mercedes wasn't. I'm just going to say Max. It was Joe Guan Yu. What? Yeah. I don't know if he got points actually huh. for it. Um, I guess was, so it was back, just like know. a lot of fighting and people weren't able to get clean laps. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, that, that that's a circuit where you can separate pretty well. It's not like Monaco. Uh, yeah. And then run it essentially like your own qualifying yeah. lap at that point. Yeah. So, you okay, know, that makes more what sense. could have happened. And, and this is just like, and you, you definitely know this, but for any listeners or viewers, like strategy wise, if you're a team and you're competing with a team that's sitting in 10th or ninth position, um, your goal is to take the fastest lap away from them because you don't want them. If, if you're fighting for, you know, one or two points in a weekend, that one fastest lap point is crucial. So what I imagine what occurred, and I'm not going to, you know, say that this is confirmed, but I imagine yeah. kick was like, Hey Joe, you're, you know, out of the points or in the points. Yeah. We want you to set the fastest lap to get that point or to remove that point from yeah. like a, you know, Alpha Tori at the time, Williams or yeah. um, Haas essentially. Yeah. So yeah, Joe gone you fastest lap in 2023. Sweet. Now, which team had the fastest pit stop in 2023? We have Ferrari, AlphaTauri, Red Bull, 
or Haas. Um, this is kind of just a, that's a tough question, I feel. but So I, what I thought was correct wasn't in the options. Oh. But I don't know if that's. Just Bahrain, fastest pit stop. Oh, just yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, my uh, apologies. Sorry, I was just thinking all last year mm-hmm. because of thinking about last year. Yep. Um, in Bahrain. All right, run through the teams again. Sorry, Red no, Bull, um, Ferrari, AlphaTauri, Red Bull, and Haas. There was a crazy. There was a crazy like Haas, but it was. I don't think it was like speed related. Um, I'll just say Red Bull. It was Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari had the fastest pit stop huh. in Bahrain last year. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, can always check those stats out at the DHL website. They actually uh, have yeah, this I whole thing that about. They have merch too, which I think is awesome. Huh, yeah. I, I might get like a DHL T-shirt. They're a huge sponsor. Oh yeah, so. people think I like carry packages and stuff. That'll be cool. I'll get you your packages <laughs> real quick. Yeah. But, well, they move the uh, Ferrari uh, Circus all around the world. Oh yeah, three big planes. Yeah, so. I, I think they do that for for most. Or maybe not almost. Actually, I don't know how that, that works uh, in terms of sponsorships, but I don't know. They probably all have contracts with all that. Stuff. I don't know how that works. Nice. But, yeah. Sweet. So, so now that we've done track facts, we've done podium predictions, we've done the Bahrain quiz. Before we leave the quiz, do you want to talk about that we might be doing quizzes like more? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. So I have all these questions prepared. Um, my, my goal was to put them on the website, which I can still do, but because there's zero traffic to the website right now, I might just post them on social media at least for now. And I think that from being the person that takes the quiz stuff, Instagram specifically has a really good story Mm -hmm. option where you can post like an actual quiz that reveals the right answer, like right after you press it and then it'll show you like you can put essentially a results at the end where you can like put in how many you got correct yeah and it's very like interactive and cool and like you're able to like learn stuff yeah and like test your knowledge like certain f1 teams will do quizzes where it's like which driver did this during the last race yeah, yeah. from last week to like post content in between yep. the uh, race weekends yep. um so i think that that would be a cool way to try to integrate that so look out for go follow us on instagram check right. out the uh, quizzes that we're gonna be working on. oh yeah yeah yeah, I'll, I'll work on that tomorrow a little bit, trying to get them on the socials. Yeah. But yeah, cool, cool. Speaking of socials, that where we're transitioning into the next one? F1 Fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> my apologies. The writing's a little far. I, oh, yeah. I also made it really, I, I wrote the topics this time and I write a lot more words. Mm-hmm. So, all the words are smaller. For no, there's nothing wrong with this. So, yeah. So, I have done a lot of fantasy football. Um, being, you know, growing up playing football. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you watch the Eagles and, and know a lot about the sport. So, um, I, I played a lot of fantasy football, um, as a result over the years. Um, that's kind of, it's, it's difficult to follow at times because there's so many games and so many teams, so many players, there's so many players. Yeah. So all of my coworkers do fantasy football, some, some baseball. Um, but the way that they throw, like i I got the 20 drivers and the, you know, team principals down in F1. These people know, like, especially baseball, they know, like, 30 people yeah. on, like, 
32 teams and they know all of them yeah yeah (laughs) so we are trying our hand uh at f1 fantasy f1 fantasy basement breaks 2024 yeah so uh uh f1 tv and uh they have like the app um and, and it's pretty interesting how it's set up um we didn't really do much research before doing it it's kind of trial by fire but i think because both of us know nothing about it it's going to make it more fun yeah it's uh just like jumping in without knowing anything and yeah other than well a bit about the sport yeah yeah and i guess to explain f1 fantasy to either non, you know, super big F1 fans or just anyone that doesn't know, it's essentially the setup, as far as my low level is understanding, and it's pretty easy to, like, understand as soon as you, like, sign up for it mm-hmm. and create your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you essentially have a budget, just like a team would in F1, of $100 million, which is all just play money. There isn't, like, we're not, we didn't, like, put money in on a league. We're just sort oh, of, really? like... Oh man, I was gonna try to use the leftover money for the sim rig. That was my whole plan. Wow. Oh damn. Well, oh, no. We, we we can enter someone else's league with <laughs> a different team yes. and see how where we end up. That's true. But essentially, we're we're playing with just no real money. Uh, you get a budget digitally on the app of a hundred million dollars, and you have to choose five drivers and two constructors, mm-hmm. and then as the season progresses, I think it's all just race stuff. I don't know if there's other qualifying that you would get points or whatever yeah i don't know um so we still don't really know like the point system yet but we've essentially created our teams that we're not really playing against anyone else other than each other Mm -hmm. um but we've created our teams we're gonna announce them shortly yep um and then we're going to essentially just keep this as a reoccurring uh another reoccurring segment on the podcast that we'll probably do in the review episodes mm-hmm. after the race, because then that's when the points are awarded to all the drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially you guys will be able to play along with us um, and, you know, pick your team now before the Bahrain GP starts right. and then see where you end up points wise. And then we'll be keeping you guys updated with how we're doing fantasy wise. And uh, yeah. So let's get into uh, who we chose as our, F1 fantasy teams. <laughs> you want to yeah. go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So I'll, I'll start with maybe like reverse or no, I'll start with the obvious ones. Okay. Um. So from the bottom to the top of drivers or constructors. From first? from from, I'll start with drivers. You're gonna go lowest budget to highest budget. I'm gonna go highest to lowest. Highest to lowest. Got yeah, it. I figured okay. it's more controversial the lower you get. Highest to lowest budget, five drivers. I'll do my drivers, then you do your constructors, and I'll do my constructors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I'll, I'll, we can give like a little reasoning maybe after as well. Yeah. So I chose Max. Yep. Um, he's really expensive, but I think, you know, the expense is worth it. I also put whatever the two times is on yeah. him as well. There's a little right at the end when you are done choosing your team, you get to choose a single driver to give you double bonus points yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's like, I got to put it on Max. I don't know if that's like permanently on that person or if you like can choose who your bonus person I is. I hope it's weekly, yeah. Yeah, I kind of hope it's more dynamic because I didn't want to like commit. I committed to someone that I didn't necessarily want to commit to for the yeah, whole season. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. you're good. So I chose so, Max. So, and he's your double? He's, he's my double. double. He's my primary. He's my number one driver. Wow. Yeah. That is an... Well, I mean, well, I don't think it's as controversial, but it was no. like spending the 30 million of my budget. One third of your budget. Essentially on Max is, yeah. is putting a very big egg in a very one basket. So That's, I'm, I'm interested to see what that strategy yeah, I'm, you know I'm how curious, that builds yeah. out. 
Um, to pair with them, I have Leclerc. Nice. Um, you know, I, I just think strong quality pace is going to, you know, carry him throughout the season. Yep. I have Lance Stroll, and I really think that this is a good sleeper <clears throat> pick for this season mm-hmm. because I think he's two-thirds of the cost of Fernando Alonso on fantasy or somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, and he's, dri- you know, okay, he's driving the same car. <laughs> he's maybe not a two-time world champion, but, you know, Lance Stroll's been on the podium a couple times in his career. Um, I think he had a rough year last year coming into the season, you know, he, broken. He doesn't, he doesn't have any broken wrists or toe going yeah. into this one. But no, just like seeing how he's carrying himself about this year. Again, he's always goofy because he's Lance Stroll. Yeah. But I really think he's going to have a great year this year. So I have Lance Stroll on my fantasy team. Um, I also have Valtteri Bottas because mm. when F1 did their preview and they get they did like a little segment about like who you should pick on your fantasy team. And Valtteri said, Essentially, there's going to be big surprises this year. So I hope those surprises are points and not 10th place or beyond 10th places. Um, and then for my last driver, I have Logan Sargent. I was going to pick Alex Albon. I ran out of money. <laughs> Logan Sargent, I think, will find himself in the points more than he did last year. Sleeper pick. I think he's another sleeper pick. So yeah. I essentially, my whole strategy is... Two aggressive, heavy up high top, picks, heavy up top, and three sleeper, sleeper picks. on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so that's good. I'm looking at yours right now, and I'm interested because I feel like you did something different in your strategy. I yeah. So I, I every time I saw F1 Fantasy advertised to me last year when I was listening to the Danish national anthem and depressed, <laughs> I was like. Dutch, Dutch, Dutch national, Dutch national. Yeah. I'm sorry, but sorry, you're good, you're good. I misspoke. Uh, sorry, K Meg. <laughs> sorry, K Meg. No, no shots fired at K Meg. Um, I was just like depressed and like, why? Why would I just play this if Max is going to win every time? Yeah, I you know, and that's coming from me. I know you talked about having done NFL stuff. I was not growing up. I was not an NFL fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really have zero fantasy experience. I understand how it works in general, mm-hmm. but. I don't really have the experience of, you know, under my belt. Yeah, yeah. So I always thought, you know, Max just always wins every time. This is, that would just make me sad and depressed every time. I didn't know that you picked Max, but I knew that I didn't want to pick Max because I wanted to see if it was essentially possible to still like do well without him mm-hmm. because, you know, he's very dominant right now. Mm-hmm. So my first pick was. Lando Norris. Yeah. I am a Lando Norris fan. I think that that team and both of those drivers have a ton of potential mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Uh, they're very young. Um, go McLaren. That's my, uh, <laughs> I, I knew that I was going to be rooting for him already. So why not root for him for my F1 fantasy? Yeah. So he was my big boy pick at 23 million. Um, but I got another, you know, two big boy picks. I see um, I sort of wanted to go top heavy and have some big breadwinners and then sort of, you know, c- cut costs on the other ones a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, still diversify the the top end a little bit yep. by not putting all my eggs in one driver mm-hmm. basket. Um anyway, so I chose Leclerc as my second driver at 19.1 million. Mm-hmm. I think the Ferrari seems like it has a lot of potential. I think even if just it's early in the season and he's, you know, on my team, I don't know if there's like trading and stuff like other fantasy, but mm-hmm. at least for the beginning, I think Ferrari's going to be pretty strong. So I went with Leclerc. 
my third driver, Oscar Piastri. Oh, yeah. I initially didn't have Oscar Piastri as my, uh, like, third largest driver, and I went lower budget for all of the rest. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of found myself in a weird spot with my total budget after choosing my two constructors and having one driver available. The drivers that were available didn't really align with my budget, Mm -hmm. and I would have either left a lot of budget left or... Like I did, I couldn't afford yeah. the driver that I did want. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of reworked things and then figured out that I wanted another expensive driver. Piastri was nineteen million, mm-hmm. so I had enough to work there. So I spent a lot of my budget on Norris, Leclerc, and Piastri. Fourth driver, Alex Albon. Very nice, very nice. I think uh, you know I already am kind of like a pocket Williams fan. You know, American Logan mm-hmm. Sargent. Um, with how things are looking with that team, team principal, everything, you know, a little bit less of a only straight line speed car. I think that Albon's going to secure a bunch of points this season for their team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he was a solid pick. And for only $7 million, that's I think he's probably like one of the smartest picks in the entire, you know, choices of drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I selected my fifth driver after I selected my constructors. So I didn't have a ton of budget left, but I still think, you know, pocket potential sleeper K-Mag oh, yeah. at 6.2 million. You never know. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been around for a while. You know, I know he's in Haas, which isn't really a fast car, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, so he's my fifth driver. All right. Um, Wonder- do you want to swap back over to your constructor picks? Yeah, yeah. So you get to pick two constructors here. I had about 25, it looks like 26, 27 mil left over. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to choose Red Bull because I put my eggs in the max basket. Did you choose all your drivers and then your constructors? Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, I went I went and did four drivers, couldn't choose my last one. Yeah, I, I think I, did, I went back and forth a couple times. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so my main team for my fantasy... F1 Fantasy is Ferrari. My main constructor is Ferrari. Um, they just seem very, very sound um, during testing. Um, everyone was commenting on, you know, how they were able to finish their whole driver program. Um, so I just thought that was a safe, solid base to build off of for the season. Um, and for a little bit of a gamble, I chose the RB as my second constructors. Um, my reasoning behind that is a little fishy. Um, other, you know, I, I think Yugi's a great driver. I think Danny Rick's back. Um, I think there will be less weekends where they are not in the points than there are weekends. They are in the points essentially. Um, yep. so I think RB is going to make a big jump this year, possibly to fifth or even, well, you know, okay. I'm not going to make a constructor's prediction here because I did that, you know, in our last episode, which yeah. you should check out, but you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on yeah. RB. If that, if you mm. see what I did there? <laughs> you said that before and that went over my head, but now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it now. Yeah, yeah. You're red bullish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, uh, back when I did, you know, I said I, you know, previously chose all five drivers, went back, budget wasn't lining up. I did also choose initially RB as my second constructor. Oh, okay. Um, but then I ended up switching, which you'll hear shortly. Um, I also chose Ferrari mm-hmm. as a constructor. Um, Sound decision. Yeah, <laughs> I already went driver heavy on McLaren. 
I yeah. wasn't going to go full two drivers and constructor. Mm-hmm. I think that that wasn't diversifying enough. Yeah. I was already not diversifying a lot by choosing two drivers from the same team that were high budget, but that's a strat I'm going for. Um, so I went with Ferrari. Like you said, I just think they have a good outlook on at least the beginning of the season. Um, so that should work well. And then I got Williams as my second constructor. Hmm. Um, you know, they're not high budget. They were only 6.3 million. Um, and, you know, I sort of valued more of my budget toward drivers than two strong, con- super strong constructors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they'll get, you know, points. They'll be down there. I'm interested to see how this spread sort of, like, performs, whether it's, like, you know, if it values this kind of setup or if it values more just like max top mm-hmm. heavy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my, those are our picks for uh, basement breaks. Share your pick, your uh, picks for your F1 fantasy teams down below in the comments. Oh yeah. If you're on YouTube or wherever else you can comment, share on social media. Yeah. And if, if um, and if you don't know how to access it, you know, just go to F1TV.com, I guess. I think that's where we found it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, even if you don't know about it, it's kind of fun to learn about it on the fly. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Maybe it. I'll watch a video after this recording is done. Maybe I won't. And I'll just figure it out after the race. So how bad I am at F1 fantasy. So. Yeah. Even if you don't like even watch the races, pick a team and then you'll get points and see how things go. Oh so, yeah. 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 Try it out. So do you have any any bold, any crazy things you're looking out for this weekend, upcoming weekend? I'm just, as a McLaren fan, I'm just really excited to see how well they do. Yeah. Um, I know, and I know in the back of my head, which is good, it's kind of grounding me that the first race is not the result of, like, the entire season. That's true, Things yeah. can completely change yep. within single races or, you know, even short, like, short term. Um but I just really want to see if they have the sauce this season, mm-hmm. uh, if they can take it to Red Bull. Um, same thing with Ferrari. I think those are my two big ones that I'm hoping to see. You know, I just really want high competition at the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't want any like runaways like last year. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't you know, there's there's so many eras of Formula One that there's one dominant driver. I just think that in the eras where the world champion was like, you know, changing within even the last races of the season. Mm-hmm. I want to see that as a fan, yeah. especially a new fan. I agree. Um, That'd be really cool. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. You were looking out for Williams. I am looking out for, and I have a bold prediction for Williams here. Ooh, hot take. So, you know, James Fowles supremacy. Here's my oh, hot yeah. take for Williams <laughs> for, for this weekend. Yep. I think a Williams car finishes ahead of a Mercedes car. Whoa. Yeah. So, and just based off pace, nothing terrible happening. And I think it's yeah. Alex Albon. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to guess the Mercedes driver. Yeah. But that it, it comes down to the change of philosophy of the car. Yep. And I know Williams did something very similar. Yep. But I think Williams had less problems to fix than Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes was a whole concept of the car that was not enjoyed by one of their, one of their drivers. Yep. I think Williams' problems were essentially just, we're really fast in one direction, we can't really turn very quick. Yeah. Um, so I think hopefully within, you know, the two months that they had, they were able to to, to address some of those major issues. And, and I, I think a Williams car finishes ahead of a Mercedes on Saturday. That's that's not a that's not an awful take 
That awesome. I think, I, think that, that I, think, I think there's a lot that lines up with that. Um, I thought it was interesting hearing, um, I think it was Julian Palmer talking about it, mm-hmm. but sort of, you know, shedding light on what the changes that were really made and for certain teams, like these cars are so different mm-hmm. two years into the rule change that there's almost like they're acknowledging that they're almost setting themselves back by making that decision, which I didn't really like understand before, you know, they're obviously all seeking fast, you know, they all want to take it to Red Bull and surpass them. But the idea of accepting like going down in performance to make a change in order to then hopefully end up above where you started before the change Mm -hmm. that I didn't really understand that concept until, you know, very recently and i think that being you know true for mercedes it could totally have like that kind of effect where it's like hey we're figuring stuff out now we're obviously like we know what we're doing we're mercedes we're not going to be there right now but Mm -hmm. sort of that allowing those teams that did make huge changes to sort of allow for those other teams to you know get up in the points oh yeah while they can um before all the upgrades start thrown out and then the budget kind of separates like certain teams and what they're able to output. And as far as to being able to keep up with who's the fastest, Mm -hmm. that was one thing that I didn't understand at all until we got eight races deep and Aston Martin started losing that like, it's not, (laughs) it's not constant the whole season performance wise. Like as teams introduce these upgrades, and they, you know, working on certain things and they're, you know, working on these cars now and at a certain point they start working on the next car. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so much allocation of time and budget. And then also can your factory produce the parts in enough time for these races? And what does this package provide? Like there's so much that changes throughout the entire season that, yeah. you know, what we're going to see in Bahrain in a couple of days isn't going to necessarily, it could be completely different by the last race. Um, so. I just think that, yeah, I could see also see that, you know, teams like Williams and other smaller teams could be performing pretty well to start with how many teams have made massive changes to their car. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. There's only one way to tell, and that's by watching the race, watching qualifying, watching free practice, which is tomorrow. Yeah, we will be watching here on the Eastern Standard Time. We'll be watching qualifying at 11 well i won't be watching qualifying at 11 yeah. a.m because we'll be watching it together later in the evening yeah. after work um tomorrow but for, for us it's on at 11 so you can figure that out based on your time zone and then uh the race is 10 a.m on saturday yeah tomorrow's gonna be a lot of watching free practice which is probably gonna make my head spin at a certain point yeah <laughs> like I, I just um it's i get a bit different than testing where you know towards the end of free practice you start to see paces come out a bit oh yeah um you and have I'm, to show more um you have to reveal more than you did in testing yeah for sure um i'm like itching for that and i know it's 24 hours away by the time we finish watching but i don't know it's it's here it's finally here f1 is back 2024 yeah. bing bang bop I'm so excited for the season. I'm so excited for basement breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Canada. Canada. Sim there's racing. Like, there's so much that is like to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's like about to start right now. Oh, yeah. It's just super exciting. Yeah. And we hope that you guys are excited as well. Yes. And if you are excited and you want to join us on this F1 journey, mm-hmm. 
like and subscribe and you know check out our content we're yes. uh we're doing this primarily for ourselves because we're you know genuinely became super passionate fans mm-hmm. and i think that we both genuinely like making content oh yeah sharing our experiences with f1 as a whole um but yeah and also just you know make content for people to share and then be able to share their opinions with us create some community yeah so hop hop along for the ride yeah it's a digital sport it's hard to make friends out there that are f1 fans so yes. we're, we're here for, oh geez my my crown oh no oh I'm just going to be wearing the crown at Bahrain podium. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, be sure to follow us on our socials, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, we have Instagram reels coming out like hotcakes. We got TikToks. Some YouTube some shorts. YouTube shorts. Got some fun comments that <laughs> yeah. I got ripped in half by a Lewis Hamilton fan the other day. Unfortunately, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Share your yeah. opinion. I don't care. Just, just <laughs> don't be mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully you're not mean. There's always going to be mean people. Yeah, but that's true. It is cool to you know we've gotten good comments, bad comments, yeah. but that's a, all comments or a nice one right feed, before feedback. This. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, let us uh share your feedback with a. Uh, with us on our content and you know what we say and do and you know that's how we're gonna get better i guess is yeah you know understanding people's feedback and oh, yeah. getting different ideas because that's the whole the point of this is you know build community and stuff oh so, yeah anyway yeah. we will catch you in the next episode on monday after the race but for now goodbye yeah enjoy the race everyone enjoy it